Manna or Meatloaf, episode 52. Happy anniversary. Oh, hello. Guess what's happening this week, you guys? On the 14th, to be exact, it's the one-year anniversary of Manna or Meatloaf, and I can't believe it's been a year. 53 weeks, 53-ish episodes. <laughs> so, yay! Today, I wanted to do something a little bit different, kind of special for this week. But you can't see my pom-poms on this end or the confetti flying everywhere. And I certainly couldn't eat all the cake myself. So instead, I thought I'd shake it up a little bit. We're going to have some fun today. I thought maybe I'd answer some questions that I've been asked over the past year. So today I'll be sharing some of the lessons I've learned, some of the plans I have for the future of this podcast, and hopefully when it's all said and done, you'll end up feeling like you were here celebrating with me. Okay, so let's kick it off with a few questions. The first, the most asked question I've had is, how do you decide what you want to talk about? So I'm going to be honest, I have at least half a dozen blank books literally everywhere, one in my church bag, one in the drawer next to the couch, right against the giant window where I read my scriptures. When I read, I'm not listening. (laughs) And I have one in the jockey box of my car. I have one in my bathroom and others dotting all over my home and basically my life. And when something hits me or I feel a lesson for me or someone else I know or love, I jot down notes and thoughts all day long. I've also gotten pretty good at using the notebook on my phone to voice dictate when I don't want to forget something. And it's not uncommon. If you know me, you probably have heard me say this. Can I quote you? Or sometimes I'll say, stop, I need to write this down. I also make each week's content a matter of prayer, and I try really hard to listen to the Spirit when I'm making the choices on what to share that week. So I had one of my dear friends, Bob, say, I can't think of 50 words to say in a conversation, so how does it feel to accomplish a goal for a whole entire year? I can't believe I did it. I still can't believe I did it. I'm like so many of us who are super strong out of the gate, and then within a few months, the novelty's worn off, the ambition or my heels just weren't planted deeply enough, and they end up on next January's list again. I hate that. I have to say, though, that the fact that I have stuck with something so long that was really hard and took so much time is really a testimony to me that God's hand has been in this from the very start. And I have definitely felt him directing, uplifting, encouraging, and supporting me in this entire effort. I feel kind of like the parable of the loaves and the fishes. I feel like he's taken my desire to serve him in the form of this tiny, meager little offering, my crazy antics and singing (laughs) that, well, let's be honest, leaves a lot to be desired and has used it to reach people and touch people and make a lot more out of these messages for my posterity than I ever had in mind. Someone asked me what my favorite episode was. It was probably Ride the Waves or Isn't It Grand. Hmm, go figure. 
Those are the ones that include stories and the darling little voices of my granddaughters. In fact, it's funny, I know exactly what count on Isn't It Grand that the kids come in. So when I'm having a bad day, I sometimes fast forward just to hear their sweet little voices. So what was my least favorite episode? Oh, I'm my own worst critic for sure, but definitely the one I deleted the morning after posting it. In fact, I don't even remember what I titled that one, but I wasn't in love with it, obviously. (laughs) There are several that I've listened to a couple of times to remind myself of important principles that I learned or needed to brush up on, but I don't really love the sound of my voice. You know what it sounds like when you're hearing your own voice recorded. In fact, it's taken me a while to get to the point that I don't roll my eyes when listening to playback and editing and think to myself, oh, my aching back. Do I really sound like that? I mean, really. Yeah. So someone asked, are you a good cook? I'm okay. I do love to bake goodies, I will tell you that. But I'm not all that fabulous at like really gourmet food. Our oldest daughter can create baked goods out of nothing that are healthy. And our youngest daughter makes the prettiest food you've ever seen. Everything should be in a magazine. Sad to say it, but they are honestly much better cooks than I am. So I'm in a podcast group on Facebook, and someone reached out and asked us all what was the scariest part of actually doing a podcast. So for me, for sure, I think it's putting yourself out there with opinions and beliefs that not everybody will agree with. As soon as my first episode was published, literally in that first week, I got a one out of five star review. And in addition to that, There's a forum that gives feedback on your podcasts, and the very first one I got was Too Much God. Someone said that. Those things are not fun to hear, and I'm not going to lie. I had to muster a bunch of gumption to dust myself off and just keep going with a voice that was true to myself. Because guess what? I do believe that God wants us to stand out and speak out and share what we believe. I also believe that we do hear the voice of God through the voice of his servants, the prophets. And I have clung to what President Russell M. Nelson said in his talk, A Plea to My Sisters, when he said, quote, My dear sisters, and I could add brothers, whatever your calling, whatever your circumstances, we need your impressions, your insight, and your inspiration. We need you to speak up and speak out. End quote. And then he promised that as we did, the Holy Ghost would magnify our influence in an unprecedented way. Well, this is certainly unprecedented for me. Like I said, I had absolutely no intention of ever doing a podcast. And yet, here we are. Next question. Is there anything that you've ever said that you've regretted? Um, yeah, every word that I've sung. (laughs) But seriously, everyone who knows me well has gotten that Edith Bunker birthday phone call. And guess what? It's just me. So that's the way it is. I had a family member ask how long I planned on doing this podcast. And you know what? That's a great question. My goal, as you know, if you've been around since the beginning, was simply to record these for my posterity's sake. 
And now that it's grown to over 4,000, I'll be honest, I feel a certain sense of responsibility to provide uplifting, encouraging, and supportive content. And I do feel a mission, in a sense, to continue to do this work as long as I feel like it's making a difference to someone, even if it's just someone. Will I ever do an interview? I already did my first interview with Lainey, Avery, and Ruby, my eight, five, and four-year-old granddaughters, and it was so stinking fun. I would love to actually interview people, but I'd have to learn so much more, and I'm seriously not sure with who or where I would even start, but it's something I'd definitely consider. Cool! So what am I most looking forward to in future episodes? One of the first things on my agenda for season two is a new cover photo. The picture that I have up there right now was literally taken on my phone, and it's of the sunset in my backyard. If you look really closely, you can even see the trampoline in the foreground. I might also buy a new microphone. Okay, here's the truth, and this is no lie. Doug can even tell you. Up until two weeks ago, My microphone sat on top of a kitty litter box next to the computer in our office because it was the only thing I could find that put it at exactly the right level. I realized this totally made me sound even more like quite the operation. Just keeping it real. (laughs) Okay, that laugh sounded a lot better when I listened to it the first time. Okay, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I want to fly. And it's really funny because as a family, we've always played the question game in the hot tub or on car rides. And that used to be like the most common question when all the kids were young. Why do you talk about the things you talk about? That is a great question because I think they're just a fundamental part of me. As a lifelong member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, most of the things I talk about seem to revolve around or circle back to my testimony of my Father in Heaven, His Son, my Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, and the blessings that come from my knowledge and understanding of their wonderful, beautiful plan that gives my life hope and meaning and purpose. Where does your positive attitude come from? Oh my goodness. Well, first let me assure you, it's not always positive. Although it is a choice I try to make daily and sometimes by the hour and even by the minute. The world is dark and dreary enough and I believe you'll find exactly what you're looking for. I may see things through rose-colored glasses, but that's because I want and choose to. Pink is my favorite color. Black's just too dreary. How did you meet your husband? We met on a blind date. Our friend set us up and we met at a high school basketball game. I walked over to him and sat down next to him and he just kept eyeballing me to see if he thought I was going to be taller than him. I wasn't, but not by much. Now 35 years, 35, is it 35 years? Oh my gosh. Yep. The magic started on a blind date. If there was one thing that you could change about yourself, what would it be? 
my hair, for sure. I have approximately 10 hairs on my head. Well, not exactly, but I have always had really thin, fine hair, so I've kept it short for most of my life. I want the hair that I bought during my first midlife crisis. Yeah, I got extensions, and for a good two months, I was tempted to go by Trixie, and I totally lived like I pretended to as a little girl with my nightgown turned upside down over my head, swooshing it around. Please tell me I wasn't the only one that did that. Uh, One thing I would never change, I have the most beautiful feet. No, really, you should see them. They're beautiful. What made you want to start a podcast? Well, that was covered extensively in the very first episode, Hold Your Peace, but I will summarize really quickly for you. If you remember last year at this time, we were homebound in quarantine from COVID-19. I wasn't working, and Doug was working overtime. I was trying to take our prophet Russell M. Nelson's advice to hashtag hear him and increase our ability to receive personal revelation. First prompt was my daughter. She told me that I needed to do a podcast because she didn't think there was anybody better at scattering rainbows and unicorns. The second prompt came from my truly inspired former stake president, whose phone call made me promise that I'd reach as many people as I could to cheer them up. And the third prompt came from a general conference talk in 2017 by Sharon Eubank. She was the former first counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency, and he just happened to be reading the day after the call from President McMurdy. The title of that talk was Turn On Your Light. It's amazing, and I highly recommend it. But do you remember that scripture about out of the mouths of two or three witnesses? Well, one year later, here we are. Do you have a favorite picture in your home? That is a great question. I'm so glad it was asked. Yes, in fact, I do. When Doug and I were first married and going to Rick's College, that famous LDS artist Del Parsons, who painted the famous picture of Christ in the red robe, he just happened to be teaching there and was in Doug's family ward. He approached me in the hall one Sunday afternoon and introduced himself. Then after church, he approached Doug and I and asked if we would pose for a painting he was doing. He had obviously had time to size up my handsome hubby, and, well, he wanted us to be Adam and Eve. So we went to his home one sunny afternoon, and his wife had sewn the clothes that we wore, and we knelt across from an altar that he built from stones in their backyard. He actually took the photos from a camera and then painted from the pictures. They were such lovely hosts, and they shared some of the -the behind-the-scenes stories that inspired several of his paintings. And then we headed home. Many months later, we got a phone call from Dell, who called and said that he'd submitted his painting to church headquarters and that it would be on the cover of the Relief Society and Priesthood Lesson Manuals for the following year, all throughout the church. He also said, and I just want to give you a heads up, I didn't think Eve would be quite so thin, so I added a bit there, and I didn't think Adam would be quite as athletic looking, so I narrowed him down a bit. Okay, people, I was pre-childbearing years, and Doug was lifting weights. A lot. (laughs) I will never forget the day I saw that manual for the first time. We were visiting my parents' ward in Idaho, and they were handing out the manuals in the Relief Society. 
we were sitting behind these two angelic little white-haired ladies who sat looking at the front cover intently for a few minutes. And then the one turned to the other and said, I've never pictured them looking quite like this. (laughs) I'm still not sure what they meant by that. But the incredible painter, Brother Parsons, did us the great honor of sending us the very first print of the original painting that still hangs in the church office building. It is my favorite painting, but my favorite picture is actually of my family. I love you. Well, I hope you had as much fun with this episode as I did, and I hope you feel like you know a bit more about the person voiced behind Manna or Meatloaf. It's actually been a really fun week to put together. So on this year anniversary episode, I really want to take a minute to thank each one of you that chooses week after week to spend some of your very precious time here with me. I appreciate that more than you will ever know. So happy anniversary, right? And who needs sound effects when you've got a voice like this? Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, manna or meatloaf. Happy anniversary to you. P.S. No sound effects next week, (laughs) but it was fun. Mm